0: welcome to another episode of the binge alert podcast the show where i talk about things i love things i hate and everything in between when binging on anime books movies and tv shows if you're not familiar with the format the show will be split into five categories which are binge's opinion is the book better movie versus tv originals versus remake and roast the characters Been a while. Did I intend on taking a break? Yes. However, here I am, ready to get back on it. To be honest, I was procrastinating because I was working on an episode that seemed to be taking me the longest to record. Like, there's a lot of content to condense. So, to get things going again, I decided to do a binges opinion to fill the time. And just as I was looking for a film to watch, After I Fell was released on Amazon Prime. If you don't know what this movie is, I don't blame you. It has a very specific demographic. But to give a little summary, after We Fell is the third instalment of the After franchise, a romantic drama based on a young adult fiction book of the same name, originally released as a fan fiction on Wattpad based on One Direction band members. The story follows a young girl, Tessa, and her toxic relationship with her British man, Harden, as they navigate through college. I didn't watch the first two instalments in full, I'll be honest. I watch a lot of movie commentaries on YouTube and some of the YouTubers I followed commented on them so that's how I watched it and I'm glad I did because they were both a hot mess. The first installment literally starts this romance with the guy being bet by his friends that he can make this girl fall in love with him. Then the second installment is the girl trying to move on only for the guy to guilt his way back into her life. So look, I'm not expecting a masterpiece here, okay? Let's start off there. I am, however, expecting some kind of entertainment to amuse me. Apparently I asked for too much. Three minutes in and I was angry. It was terrible. To make matters worse, I get halfway through the movie only for my laptop to crash before my eyes. And everything I recorded from my intro up until I think halfway through the movie was completely gone. I was I waited a month before i even contemplated watching it again as i was watching the first half one of the main things that kept popping up was the fact that there would be characters that would come on my screen acting like they're all familiar with tessa and Harden, and i'm like who are you why are you here who are you playing only for me to find out they were replacing original characters so a lot of the cast from the second movie didn't even make it into the third at this point everyone has given up on this movie like do you know what it is to not even finish a franchise through The worst part is the movie didn't even explain these new faces. They just threw the actors in there like, okay, we're supposed to just accept this. The audience will just eat this up. This isn't a TV show. Okay, this isn't a soap opera. This is supposed to be an actual movie franchise. And this is the level of effort we are working with. Okay, here we go. But before I continue, I just want to give a quick spoiler alert. I will be talking about some of the plot points. So please don't be upset if you haven't watched it and I give too much away but you have been warned (laughs) frankly i'd be surprised if you guys watch it anyway but i still need to give the spoiler so rather than just going through the movie like i normally do i'm just going to talk about some of the topics that came up that really just blew my mind and not in a good way. Let's start with the nonsense of a relationship that is being forced down the viewer's throat. Right off the bat, we have Harden playing Houdini for nine days after having an interaction with Tessa's dad. There was no call, there was no email, there was no letter through the post for nine days. Unless there was no connection to your phone, unless you were dropped in the middle of the desert, unless you fell in a black hole. I don't see how you can comfortably leave our home and not have some form of communication with me for nine days and then you expect me to be okay with it on top of that the first thing you do when you are finally in my presence it's give me attitude he was trying to make it seem like he did her a favor by coming back like she should be grateful then he learns at the same time as the audience that tessa's boss from the previous movie offered her an opportunity to work in seattle which is her dream job and her dream location and she accepted and of course he's upset i mean at this point he's lucky she's telling him with everything that they've been through he is lucky because i would have been like i told you didn't i you should feel privileged that i'm telling you a week before i leave to be honest though if it was me best believe i'm not gonna say anything i would not have said not one word i would have packed my bags and left because i don't even understand why he's upset because literally in the next breath she says come with me why is he talking about how she's making all these plans with no place for him and how he wanted them to both move to london together my guy she said come with me and what's this talk about moving to london do you know how far london is I don't know exactly where they live, but if they're close enough from Seattle in the US of A, okay, they are far from London. She's just asking you to move down the road to Seattle. You're asking her to cross the Atlantic Ocean. It's not the same thing and does he not remember how they started this relationship and you wanted to drop everything to forget her family her friends her hopes her dream career to go to london and do what because his excuse for not going to seattle is that there's nothing there for him but you studied in the us of a so i'm sure you'll find a job in the us of a which he did by the way but we'll get to that later so i don't understand how you don't understand why she wouldn't want to drop everything and come to london and the audacity of this guy to assume that she knew his plans for them like they had a conversation like two grown adults like no this is the first time she's hearing about this so is Tessa a mind reader now is this what we're doing are they even in a relationship for each person to be making life-changing decisions like this yet, without even telling the other person until the week before and Tessa hasn't even graduated yet. I think she's like a year or two below him. So so now she must transfer her credits. The stress. The time. The headache. Not for you the constant inconsistency of this boy but he wants her to make such a permanent change in her life at this point we are only five minutes into the movie i don't get how this relationship lasted two movies I, I don't understand how they got here and she's annoying me her energy towards him is so low i needed her to be on at least a seven but she's on the minus 25 because later in the movie she's talking to hardin's stepbrother thinking about moving to london talking about oh i'm just going with the flow no child you're not going with the flow you are drowning with the tide okay ready to rush you over and drown you stop it and let's be real that's her energy throughout the entire movie like she has given up on everything even when she's supposed to be mad she's on her minus and i don't get it in my mind the actress has given up on her role she's checked out of her own movie. It felt like she thought they were just doing a walkthrough. And the director was just like, yeah, we'll just keep this. Moving on to the next scene. As I mentioned before, it turned out that Harden was also offered a job in Seattle. Because somehow the boss and Harden have relations. And he turned it down for no valid reason. The boss literally said he could do whatever he wanted and he would get paid for it. And he said no. Now, do you love her or not? Because you know Seattle in general has been a dream of Tessa's. You had the opportunity handed to your overprivileged self on a silver platter and you still said no. If you really loved her, if you were truly trying to be a supportive boyfriend, you would have made the effort to go to Seattle because she's literally begging you at this point. She is begging you in her monotone voice to come with her. I mean, my girl is pouring out her monotone heart, telling you that she's been dreaming of living in Seattle, dreaming of this job, and you being there would make it better. So are you really trying? The least you could have done is tried it out for a few weeks and to put the icing on top of this delusional cake of a relationship Harden and his disrespectful self wants to question Tessa thinking that the reason she's going so hard for Seattle is for a guy that she met during her summer placement in the previous movie did you not just hear the last 35 minutes of me telling you that it's been my dream to move to Seattle since I was a child are you okay so now every decision I make must be because of a guy you automatically just assume that i'm moving to a whole different place for a guy that i met last summer a guy i don't even talk to anymore as friends but you think i'm moving to a whole different city for him she told you to come with her like how does that even make any sense and then you ask her if she had feelings for this said guy when you guys were broken up pressed about it even like you were going to be mature enough to handle this type of conversation you were wrong because before she could even finish her sentence of there was a moment he flopped and moped his way out of the jacuzzi they were in and disappeared into the night without telling her where he was going again which leads us to his jealous territorial traits so just like the last movie they tried to introduce a potential love interest he's a waiter at the family getaway that tessa joined with harden's dad stepmom and stepbrother he's just doing his job and yes he's being a little flirty with it but tessa doesn't really care though because she's too busy looking at harden talking to yet another female friend that tessa doesn't even know about and harden instead of concentrating on his conversation with this random girl across the restaurant he looks over to tessa and sees her smiling so naturally he's like i must destroy that his senses were tingling because she looked too happy Tessa is just trying to make her order he's not gonna bang her right there on the table like seriously meanwhile she's trying not to take herself from a minus 25 to a minus 19 because you want a key 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 with every female friend that you have or have not slept with so why are you giving this energy purposely barging into this waiter like acting like he's a peasant to be waiting on you hand and foot what do you mean can you come back when I'm ready are you paying the bill and then you're mad the next day because this guy wanted to keep in touch after being Being there for her after you disappeared again so you get to be friends with every girl you done slept with but she can't make friends and besides she looks like she has more energy with this guy than harden anyway so please at this point he truly believes every guy wants to sleep with tessa it's not every day and then later on he's having dreams of her sleeping with this guy that she spoke to for like five minutes and this happens what weeks months even later since they met To be honest we don't even know like the time lapses are just so weird it could have been an hour ago for all i know either way he doesn't even show up in the movie again so i don't understand what the problem is and the thing that really irks me everyone around him excluding his stepbrother who is just about the only character i like is condoning his behavior why is everyone enabling him everyone from the fathers the boss the secretary slash fiance of the boss his mother all of them are trying to shove down tessa's throat that Harden is just scared of losing her that he loves her and knows she's the best thing for him talking about oh it's because of you that his grades are up it's because of you that he smiles it's because of you that he walks it's because of you that he brushes his teeth like stop is she his girlfriend or his handler because she shouldn't have to be holding his hand in order for him to be a decent human being it's a lie talking about he's changed for the better are we are we talking about the same guy what better are they seeing because it's not on my screen He is even worse than the first movie and i didn't even think that was possible considering he is for the worse by her side his decline is unreal like you know normally in movies where they really try to romanticize the toxic man the appeal of said man gets better ish okay still toxic but less toxic for his girl and the pum pum saved his life okay there's some kind of growth there's some level of attractiveness as it were that arises from him being a better person because of the Pum Pum but this one he's been having the Pum Pum since first movie and if anything it has done him no good it has literally plummeted his appeal his everything everything has just gone downhill they need to separate ASAP Moving on to what I thought would be the main focus of the movie, Tessa's dad. So the first scene, we have a flashback to explain why her dad was never around. Tessa's parents are in the middle of an argument, the dad is ruining the family, he cares more about alcohol than his family, he's lost his job, everything is just a mess and even in their argument he's drunk out his mind. So Tessa's mum kicks him out. As he is starting the engine of his car, he sees baby Tessa running towards him screaming, please don't leave. Yet instead of getting out of the car, and saying goodbye as a bare minimum he pulls out the driveway and just keeps dri- <laughs> he pulls out the driveway and keeps driving are you not gonna at least say goodbye to your daughter you literally just watched as she was banging on your door you weren't even the car wasn't even on drive it was on park you were parked even if you didn't want to get out the car you could have just pulled the window down and been like okay you know what me and your mum have had our issues but you know i'll come i'll visit i'll get myself together i'll be there for you but no not even that the next scene we pick up where we left off in the previous movie tessa's dad pops up out of nowhere as a homeless man talking about i'm your father and now they're at tessa's and harden's apartment and harden is doing too much how is he threatening the dad apparently trying to protect tessa how about you protect her from you how about that protect her from you walk away out of her life That's the protection you can provide. That's the only protection you can provide. Talk about if you hurt her. Like you didn't hurt her in the first two movies. Like this relationship didn't start off as a bet. Honestly, if you want to protect her, Both you and the father just leave. Just walk out the house right now. If you really want to make sure she doesn't get hurt, both of you just leave and let her live her life without you. So Harden is on 20. Man should be on a three because he doesn't know the guy. And Tessa should be on a 67, but she's on a one. If that, you should be on Harden's level of interrogation. Hey, who are you? What do you want? Why are you here? Why now? You should be grilling him. But instead, you're just kind of like, oh, it's been nine years, but it's good to see you. Here's some shelter here's some food here's some clothes make yourself comfortable like he's not a stranger he is a stranger let's be clear he is practically a stranger you are allowing a stranger to come to your house you don't know this man and yet you gladly let him into your house into your home i'd probably have left him on the street Or at least set him up in a hotel. And then be like okay Harden let's go home. And I wouldn't even think two ways about it. Because I don't know you. You're not coming to my house. Okay fine we can go have dinner. But you're not coming to my house. Then fast forward to Harden's bonding with Tessa's dad via drinking at a bar. Only for them to get into a fight. And Tessa being called to pick them both up. How is Harden complaining about whether or not the dad is still drinking. But you walk into a bar with him to drink. And because of this one drink. And a punch in the face for tessa's honor now harden is a golden child in tessa's dad's eyes talking about he's a solid guy so now we have the dad who doesn't even know his own daughter vouching for a guy who literally became a drinking buddy to an alcoholic within five minutes but he's a solid guy and once again harden has made tessa angry but we don't know that she's angry because she's still on the minus i need you to bring some bass i need the bass to your throat okay i need volume i need you to come stronger than this because i don't understand because now they're just gonna be like okay she's cool with it she's gonna accept it because she accepts everything no kick your dad out and leave harder simple and then after all of that after that one scene of bonding the father is nowhere to be found after leaving the next day i don't understand because he was the cliffhanger of the previous movie and yet he was on scene for a total of 15 minutes why was he brought into the movie why is he here if Tess is not gonna even have the opportunity to really interact with him what was the point of him and finally we have the ending now before we can talk about the ending we have to talk about christian vance To give some background christian vance is tessa's boss from the last movie he didn't have a major role but was defo giving background character vibe for some reason in this movie he became very intertwined i would say with harden and tessa which i did not understand at all because like i said he was a background character but now all of a sudden he was best friends with harden's parents they grew up together harden is like his godchild First scene with Harden talking to his mum, she's talking about Christian, and she's like, Oh, he and I knew each other before you were even born. Really? because it looks to me like christian was a whole new person that they introduced into the last movie so when was this established and later on you realize harden actually has a close relationship with christian and you're like but how when because again as far as we are concerned christian is just some guy who owned a company that tessa applied for now you're telling me that there's some kind of interconnection between the guy tessa works for harden and harden's parents so he knows the whole family tree I mean i would get it if they had hinted at this prior and then they started to get close or whatever but no so for someone who hasn't read the books this literally came out of nowhere however that wasn't the only major change about him that made me look at this movie sideways no the major change not only the fact that they changed the actor but they changed his background too christian is now british i am Ten thousand percent sure he was not a british man in the previous movie i don't care what anyone says he was not british i see where this is going so now you want to change his whole characteristics to suit whatever storyline you have planned for him because you want dramatics you want fireworks at the end of your movie but it doesn't make sense how is he british please how is he british when in the previous movie he was an american man with an american child and speaking of child if christian and harden were really buddy buddies like the movie wants us to believe when harden was babysitting christian's child in the previous movie why were they acting like they had just met wouldn't harden have had many opportunities to interact with this child so what are we doing here You want to change a major character trait to fit the narrative that all these people have relations with each other that go from way back when, but the narrative doesn't make sense. You have two previous movies that contradict that narrative. We've already established relationships, connections, and all of that jazz. We've already done that. And the reason for these changes to Christian was for the big reveal. With 12 minutes to go, they did Christian dirty, okay? So he was cool, calm, and collected in the previous movie. But now you're telling me that he's sleeping with Harden's mom on the side. While he has a pregnant fiance. And the same said mom is getting married the next day to another person. They wanted to get caught. Harden's mom left her house for Tessa and Harden to stay at. And she was going to stay at her husband 2B's house next door. So why did you think it was okay to have the sex on your kitchen counter when you know your child and his girlfriend are sleeping upstairs neither of you were even meant to be in that house miss you are getting married the next day (coughs) next day your husband-to-be is on the other side of that wall that your kitchen furniture is leaning on and you're doing this For what? And then there's Christian. You've got your pregnant fiance traveling all the way to London for your side chick's wedding. Waiting for you at the hotel. Probably dreaming about her wedding. And you're out here doing this. You couldn't have at least found somewhere else you wanted to get caught. Then after all of that for Harden to digest, we have the next day. The wedding day. After Harden's mum still goes through with the wedding. And no one who knows what happened in the kitchen objects christian decides that now is the perfect time to tell harden that he is harden's real father and just when you think it's all over they had the audacity to insert a to be continued on my screen prior to finishing this i was under the impression the whole time that this was the conclusion to the series to be continued you mean there's another one on the way Why? What is there to continue? There's nothing more to say. So here's me thinking, why are they introducing a whole new storyline with 12 minutes to go? In all honesty, the last 12 minutes should have been the whole movie. I don't know why the rest of the movie was there, why it even existed. Nothing happened. We just see them having misunderstandings and de-sex. I feel like they could have cut off so many things and then the to be continued could have just been added on at the end. You could have literally just ended it there. With Tessa and Harden just kissing in the middle of the road in London after the revelation of his parentage and be like, you know, let's cling on to each other forever and then the end, that's it, done franchise over there's no need for more we get it he's the father okay cool the end i'm surprised there's a third installment i'm surprised there's a second after adam found out that i was just a bet to you deuces we're not going any further with this relationship are you mad movie one should have ended with them never being together ever again in life do i look like i have waste man written on my forehead well actually Tessa did, she played herself because she had a whole boyfriend at the beginning of movie one and then she cheated with this guy and i have yet to discover what she finds so enticing about him because with every movie just when you think he can't outdo his demon-ness he out demons himself why are films advertising these toxic relationships as romantic dramas Call this franchise for what it is. A horror. And the thing that really annoyed me was when they kept including romantic clips from the previous movies. Don't give me glimpses. I don't care. You're making the movie unnecessarily long. There's nothing cute about this relationship. How is your girl having more fun with every other person in the movie except you? If that's not a sign that you should end things, you are lost. Please tell me how many times has your heart been broken? Talk about I'll change him, I'll change him, but you haven't changed him in two movies. Walk away. It's not necessary. You don't need this. The number of times he has disrespected her and she has allowed it. Again, are we not done? I'm confused because these two have now condemned themselves to each other. So I don't understand what more we need to see. The Tessa's dad storyline went nowhere. He could have been removed from the movie and nothing would have changed. Nothing. And do we really care who Harden's father is? Like, neither of them did a good job. Harden is trash. They both failed. Then they want to try and tease a potential pregnancy. Please. Please don't tell me that a baby is going to save their relationship. Because it can't. This relationship is lost. Leave it alone. This series better end with Tessa getting revenge on Harden and living her best life with someone else. That is the only way this story makes sense. So, final verdict. (sighs) Since I don't have a rating lower than this, it's a background noise for me but on mute and maybe the books are better but you know what although i'm a book lover i'm not gonna read these books i'm good i don't want to read this toxicity okay like i'm already struggling to watch it i'm not about to read it so i'll just have to watch the next one like i watched the last two movie commentaries and that's all for today thanks for listening hope you enjoyed the show let me know what you think of after we fell if you have watched it or let me know if you're going to watch it yourself as always if you have any requests or suggestions on anything you'd like me to watch or read please be sure to hit me up you can find me on instagram or twitter at binge Alert pod or on my facebook page at the podcast i'm out and i'll catch you in a sec